This episode is brought to you by Lone Wolf Paintball. They are an amazing online supplier and have been around since the beginning of the game as Michigan's premier paintball field and paintball supplier since 1987. They are rapidly expanding into the online retail space and supplying everything you need to be the best paintball player you can be. They have got it all. Head over to LoneWolfPaintball.com and shop all of your favorite brands and they also boast amazing customer service and will have this out to you with same-day shipping, which is amazing. It's always nice to know that your stuff is on its way immediately so you can start to use it that very next weekend of play. Check out their YouTube, Lone Wolf Paintball, and their Instagram, at Lone Wolf PB, and stay up to date with all of their deals and sales. Play the Game Podcast is immensely honored to have them on board, and we cannot wait for you guys to check out LoneWolfPaintball.com and become a part of their community. This episode of PTG is brought to you by HK Army. HK is an industry leader in high-quality paintball gear, accessories, and lifestyle apparel that was founded in 2007, and we have a tremendous opportunity for you all to be geared up on every level with HK Army Custom Team Gear. Whether you're on the paintball field or in the airsoft arena, take your game to the next level by using code PTG to get 50% off your custom gear design fee. And I don't think y'all heard me out there. That is 50% off and you will be able to collaborate with a seasoned designer to create custom branded HK Army jerseys, long sleeves, t-shirts, pants, gloves, or headbands for your team with no minimum order quantity. Head on over to hkarmy.com slash custom and use code PTG for 50% off on your team's custom gear design fee right now. Let's go. Thank you, HK Army, for everything you do in paintball, in airsoft, and in so many people's lives. We love you. Go check them out. Thank you all from the bottom of our hearts for the tremendous support with the PTG show. If you are enjoying these episodes and want to help with the progress and development of this program and connect with like-minded, hungry paintball players, then head on over to ptgpodcast.com, click the orange Patreon link, and become a member of the PTG World Discord chat room. And now back to the show. What's going on, PTG Nation? Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This episode, we have the legend Todd Adamson, who is making waves throughout the professional paintball scene right now and paintball in general with the revival of Chicago Aftershock, one of the most iconic legendary franchises in the game. They're back and they're ready to win a World Cup this year. Without further ado, we're going to hop in the show. That was an insane inside move by Marcelo Margot. Great communication. And the crowd starts chanting Harmon. Great, great shot by all the guys. So Tyler Harmon saved that game. Came out with two wins. Marcelo Margot was on fire. All right, everybody. We are incredibly excited for this show. We have one of the triple OGs of all time, yeah. one of the biggest names in the game, Todd Adam- Adamson. Sorry, my apologies. <laughs> making a huge splash right now in the scene, bringing Aftershock back. I mean... I even messed up the intro. I'm, I'm like a little <laughs> bit nervous. We've got Todd Adamson in the building, one of the most legendary players that I was so fortunate as a young kid to get to play on my first pro team with. And now we're going to sit down and have a great conversation about some exciting stuff. It's happening. Hi, guys. What's up? You want to take, take a minute for you guys to compose yourself? <laughs> yeah, get it together. Get we were doing together. fine before the recording button clicked. <laughs> and then my tongue just wanted to swell up for a second. 
Dude, the solar flares off of Todd Adamson have been real, though. Wow. My my light short-circuited for the first time in the history of the show, and, and I got to buy a new light. We were trying to get this thing dialed in, but we got the one and only, you know, one of the Let's most go. iconic names in the game who just revamped one of the biggest brands in the name. Aftershock is back. You guys just had tryouts this last weekend, so you've been busy. Uh, where are you at right now? Where are you tuning in from? Uh, I'm in Fort Myers, Florida, in uh, my hometown at one of my management uh, management guys <laughs> that uh, Tyler Stancil yeah. that runs yeah, we our love shop, shop kids, uh, his menagerie of uh, gizmos to be able to do this. Yeah. And he's got like the, the awesome backgrounds for the YouTube. Check that out. And Tyler actually, Tyler's got a PTG uh, tattoo on his calf. He's, he's he, one of the he, ones. He, he showed that to me. <laughs> Wait, when like, are you going to get yours? And yeah. I was like, what's, What's that? And he's like, what do you mean? You're up PTG. next. And I'm like, <laughs> let's I don't know. I'm not know. sure what that is. Tyler, Marcelo. I said, what they have to do with no, it? Yeah. <laughs> Play the game. And I'm like, come okay, on. I'm gonna, you're so into paintball. I love it. I love it. Dude, he's the man. He is the oh, man. You're lucky to have him as part of the the squad and the camp because that's really what it takes to win at any level. You got to have a good camp, and he's one of the best camp members you could have. You got to surround yourself with Straight people up. that are in it to make it work. That's it, man. That's absolutely right. Yeah, it's all about the team. You know, you can have the best players in the world. It's all got to mesh together, and everybody's got to flow, and that's how the championships are made. And you guys have also mm -hmm. chose to uh, go with Die as well. I see you're rocking the Die hat. So shout out to the sponsors and everything. We got the California Bear shirt on. We're ready to rock and roll, baby. Shock is back. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Shock is back. And, you know, before we went live, we were talking off air of how incredible all of the media has been surrounding what you guys have been building. Um was that all part of the plan from the very beginning or has media kind of gravitated towards you guys because people are naturally excited about it? No, it's, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's the wave of the future, right? What we're doing here right now, you know, getting the, getting the story out, right. And being able to document mm -hmm. the story. And, uh, mm -hmm. and there's a way that we wanted to re revitalize, uh, what we're doing. You know, the way we're doing it, we're going to document it. We're going to we're going to put it together. And, you know, at the end, somebody's got to tell the story. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Yeah, so there's a there's a plan. Oh, there's a big plan. I can already see it. The Netflix special, you know, paintball or whatever with shock. There, there could be who knows, you know, a bunch of cool stuff could manifest out of videotaping this journey of you pulling a professional team together and creating, you know, this rebirth because it's really exciting. It's it's one of the biggest breaking pieces of news that has happened throughout the entire offseason. And there's been a lot of stuff that's happened. But to have such a powerful brand back and then have the tryouts that you guys just had this last weekend, which we got to dive into. You guys oh, were yeah. out at X Factor having a grinder out there. Uh, talk to us about the frigid weather and, uh, you know, the fun that you guys were having out there at the tryouts. Well, First off, I was really, really humbled by the uh, the show of people that wanted to come and try out. Right, you know, it was a it was a big deal to me. There was you know tons of tons of existing pro players and yeah. uh, some high 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 caliber other players that hadn't had their shot yet. And uh, 
it was it was really really special because it, it was brutal right so obviously the weather uh you know basically we put them through a seal training that's perfect you know that's perfect so we're gonna we're gonna yeah. mentally mentally beat down their bodies and uh and put them under duress to where they have to perform at the uh best possible way they can and uh and see which one rises to the top yeah. What were some names? I mean, are, we got to talk about some of the people that were out there. You had Silos Cortez, LJ Parrish, Corey Hall. Um, the names go on to Thomas Kim, Clay Hughes, Keith DeVitt, obviously Slowiak. You had some of the Misfits, LVL players. There was a, a slew of people out there. That were Iron Man players. Ironman players, yeah. That's what I thought was so impressive is there were there were players that are on current pro teams that were like, I want to go to this Aftershock tryout because I want to be part of this. I like what I see. I want to be part of it. Well, you know, like I said, it was very humbling, right? So absolutely, um, people people that's going to buy in to our system um, because we're winners and we're going to win. Mm. That's it. All right. So for the people out there that don't know your history, I want to take them back. I want to dive back into the beginning. This is the first time we've ever had you on the show, and you were uh, highlighting Tyler's menagerie of technology that you're able to use right now so we want to make sure we get the most out of it while we have you here because you do have one of the most powerful minds in paintball and in business you're very intelligent when it comes to creating successful organizations so that's going to flow over into the paintball realm as well just naturally because it's it's a part of the science and the the buildup so i want to go back and and start from the beginning how did paintball even begin for you in the first place oh it uh we moved to Florida from Kentucky in 1980, and uh, one of our friends that moved with us uh, moved down, and he had heard of it and asked me several times to go play the ultimate game, um, which was NSG, National Survival Game, and uh, and I just sort of blew it off a little bit. I didn't, you know, I was like, no, I don't know what that is. And then uh, when I was 13. He asked me, he's like, you know, hey, we're going to go play. Do you want to come play? And I said, yeah, I'll give it a shot. You know, and I went out and um, it was, you know, a guy with a service truck that set up on the side of the road. And he had all these, you know, just ribboned off huge fields full of palmettos and thick brush and tires and barrels. Right. Yeah. And made two bases. And there was a bunch of all older, older guys out there. and. Um, so and what was, was the was what was expensive. the age range like at that time so, when you so started? it was it was all twenty there was no young guys right so there wasn't mm -hmm. kids there was just I, I was the youngest kid I, I saw out there at any given time my buddy that took me was 20, 20 years old friend of the families right so yeah um but they were all sort of like doctors lawyers or <laughs> you know kids that weren't in college. So 20, 25s to 28s to 50s, right? Yeah. And it was expensive. It was pricey. 175 yeah. bucks a case for Nelson, 2,500 round tubes. The tubes are 10 round tubes in 10 round boxes. And in there is 25 and a giant. It's as big as this desk, right? It was a huge Damn. case of paint. And then you slid them on these little holders all over you. And yeah. you had either... 12 gram, or if you got there early enough, the guy had constant air, which was a 14 ounce skinny bottle with a big thermal valve on the front 
that was <laughs> on the bottom of a stock of like a, a little rifle or a little converted Nell spot or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So, P, uh, so the PGP and the Nell spot 007, the two originating guns created for paintball, uh, which was created for the, the forestry division to mark trees with oil based paint or mark cattle in the, uh, you know, in the, in the Wrangler industry stuff. Yeah. So, um, but the paint was a huge ball and, uh, it was orange, yellow, or, uh, they had red, but they didn't use it in, in paintball because obviously they couldn't tell the difference between being yeah. hurt and actually, you know, a red paintball and it was nasty. Right. So oil-based paints way different. And the, like mm. I said, the ball was, what's an average ball now? What's the regular size of today's ball? Like eight, nine, somewhere no, in there. Eight, no. seven. I think that, I think paint's gotten smaller. It's like eight, yeah. two, eight, three. It's, it's gotten continuously smaller. Right. So yeah. I only here. So whenever you could get uh, your own barrels, right. And they made barrels for newer, newer guns in my evolution. I got a six, nine, five, yeah. You know, that's, yeah, that's all I ever. That's all I ever used. I never had to change a barrel. Never changed the size. You know, they came up with all the the different deals about you know. Oh, we use these different inserts because the balls are different, and you want it tighter so you get more efficiency, or mm -hmm. or it shoots straighter. I just shot hard. Right? <laughs> I just shot hard. That's all that matters. Forget it. Yeah, hard. send just it. Shoot hard. Just so, shoot no, hard. That, that was the deal, right? So I'm at the field. And there's these guys in there, and I was like, hey, how do you know if this gun's shooting straight, you know, good or whatever? And they they took it, and physically the guy looked, and he, with his gun, he shot and broke a beer bottle. Oh. Said, he goes, that's the test. <laughs> and I was like, huh. And so he shot it behind, <laughs> and he didn't break it. And I was like, hey, man, fix it. And so he turned it up or whatever he did. Boom, it blew the beer bottle away. I was like, damn. I, I think he's oh, shooting hot. Oh. <laughs> Perfect. No such thing is hot, baby. Yeah, that was that was the right speed. It's very Damn, simple. Wow. If wow. I shoot at you and it gets there faster, first I went. <laughs> Boom. I went. That's it. You know what I mean? And back yeah, in the day, a, it was just different. It was just lawless. different. Yeah. It was different. No, oh, no, funny. no bottom goggles on most things, right? So we played oh, with yeah. just you know, it was the like end of uh uh, you know, October, November, or September of 86 when I went and played that first game. Damn, dude, that's crazy. And hooked, hooked ever since. Of course. What was it? I mean, we all we all have been. Yeah, what what was it about the game that hooked you? Can you kind of pinpoint a moment you had that day that was like I, this is what I no, want? It was it was so my buddy that 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 brought us, um, we got divided up, and um, you know, I was I said, all right, I'll figure this out. I know how to do this. I don't have to shoot nobody. I can, I'm sneaky. I'll crawl and go through these palmettos and do all this. So literally, I crawled, and people were all around me, near me, never never saw me, never messed with me. And I went right through all the way to the base. And these are like 30-minute games. Yeah. yeah. Like 30 on 30, 20 on 20, 15 on 15, whatever it is, right? And they're huge. They're like beyond a, a football field long and wide of stuff you can't see, you know, some are yeah. some, a little bit open and then you can't see a little typical yeah. Florida stuff, right? Real woods. So I crawled all the way there and um, I see it, right? There's the ribbon between this rope between two trees and this big red flag hanging in the middle. I was like, you know, I've been creeping the whole time. <laughs> I see it just waiting. I hear some stuff going on. I was like, Oh, that's, that's my time. And I run up and I grab it. 
And as I grab it, my buddy that brought me was hiding in the palmettos right beside oh. the tree, laying there, <laughs> covered, covered in like pine needles and everything. Just a barrel of this gun shooting God knows how hard oh. and sitting there charged up that entire time and just, you know, it's, it's got to be three foot and just nukes <laughs> me right in the ribs. I fell oh. over. I fell over like a slump whale. I was, <laughs> I was, I was so pissed. Damn. I was so pissed. I was and it's your buddy, life. yeah, of all people. Yeah, After all that. Me, right? No, he rode me, right? Walked out, rode me the whole way. And I'm like, okay, keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> so Damn, after dude. that, I was I was hooked. There's nothing, you know. That's incredible. You know, I wasn't uh I wasn't athletic in uh high school, but I always worked out, you know, mm-hmm. I tried to keep a uh, a workout lifestyle, but I but I but I was heavy. Right. Mm. So I was bigger all my life. I wasn't, you know, as, as I tell everybody, you know, that's, that's seen me, that doesn't see me from time to time that literally I'm 51 now and, uh, and I get better with age. Right. So dude, you're, you're insanely in shape. You know what I mean? Like you're ready to go. You're ready to go. That's all attributed to my, my wife and our, uh, and her, her wanting for us to be healthy and, you know, well, you have, you have the best people and, the best family, you know, you're surrounded, like you said, by, by great people, your wife, your daughter, the team, the legacy that you've built in paintball is tremendous. And that's why I think it's so special that you of all people have revitalized this brand in this way. It wouldn't be the same if somebody else had done it. The fact that, Absolutely. that Todd is at the helm, you know, and that you're um, leading the charge with Aftershock is a really special thing. So we tip our hats to you on all the hard work that you're putting into it, you know, because it's it's not easy, man. To run a pro team is not an easy chore. No, I I appreciate that. You know what I mean? And and you know, I've I've been, you know, that that team. So I was immediately hooked. I walk out in the parking lot and then all these other guys had all the same tiger stripe camo on with yeah. patches and all kinds of cool shit. And they had all these Sort of like you would do with football on helmets with stickers of what they've done, maybe touchdowns or whatever the deal is. These guys had F and H's like down their arms. And I was like, what are these people doing? What's their deal? And they had all the good equipment. Their stuff was dialed in. And I'm like, what is their deal? And they're like, well, we're a pro team. We're the Florida Florida Annihilators. I'm like, what do you mean pro team? Yeah. (laughs) What do you mean? Well, where do you, what, what pro, what, where do you go? What do you do? Well, we travel, we travel, we're a traveling paintball team. It's 15 on 15 and we travel the country and we play in tournaments. I'm like, damn. Oh, what? And I was like, <laughs> so what's these deals? And they're like, well, this is, you get an F if you get the flag and you get an H if you hang it. So if they were little oh. square block, it was so wow. slick. And I was like, and then I would that- look and the, the younger, faster of the, of that group had had most of those deals, right? Mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, I get this kid. I get that's it. What I want to do. I see what <laughs> I see what I see how this is working. So that's I what did it right there. I immediately came back next weekend, next weekend, next weekend, grinding, playing, learning. We had you know immediately went home, went to the Army Navy store, said, "Hey, what's up? Where are these? Uh, you sell paintball stuff?" I was like, "Yeah," and that guy had a competing team. That was a. There were two local based Southwest Florida teams, and that was called Dorsi, and it was a little different, but uh, but it was a good, healthy competition. Those guys had a little 
less advantage than the other guys, but, <laughs> but they had, you know, so we had equipment and I looked into the equipment. I want this. I want, you know, we didn't do a lot of Bushmaster, Bushmaster nail spot derivative guns on our coast. The mm. Miami Terminators and the Florida Bushmasters all had those nail spot based derivative guns. Line SI Bushmasters, all the team had green or all the team had blue anodized. Blew my mind. And that was yeah. the first time I ever traveled to play and practice. And I saw those guys. I was like, hey, they don't have the same stuff we're using. What are those spaceships, right? Let me see that. <laughs> and they were, they were nasty, nasty. So the, Mi- the Miami Terminators, that, that name is just, that's a hitter name. And then you would play, so you started playing locally. Obviously, you got hooked. And then yeah. which team did you join that kind of got you into that next level? And then you were talking about the equipment as well. What was the standard equipment and what equipment like hooked your eye that you were like, okay, I want to shoot that gun? So, so it was PMI. It was like a PGP KP rifle derivative called a, a, a McMurray and Son Annihilator. So in California, there was airsmiths that would take paintball stuff that were stock standard from some Benjamin Sheridan or some Crossman mm-hmm. or some some manufacturer. They would take it and then they would soup it up, right? They would clean it and, and dial it in and do all this extra mods to it that would make it function so much better than out of the box, right? So like hot rodding, there were a hot yeah. rod shop for that gun and Aaron Carter who was a very good friend of mine that just passed away. Yeah, rest his soul. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. There's nothing like nothing like that guy, Aaron Carter. He was the best, nicest guy on the planet. And um, so he he made Carter a comp, which were Nelson derivative G ride. I mean, they're just <laughs> they're works of art, right? Yeah. The so West, West Wong, good friend of his. He yeah. has, you know, Dave had different guys, you know, they all had guns from Aaron that were literally a machine gun that's hand built. Damn. And it would take you know, a week to build, maybe longer to build this one paintball gun. And they were, they were expensive for the time, but worth every penny mm-hmm. because of their function and how clean and crisp and good they were. Which how much, led, how much led, was one of those? Uh, I, I can't even remember at this day, you know what I mean? They, they, but they were pricey, right? So back then they would have been, you know, maybe a thousand bucks, right? Jeez. And I've heard of in a he's going to buy a paintball gun for a thousand bucks, right? Our McMurray yeah. and Son Annihilators were maybe maybe seven hundred fifty bucks to a thousand bucks as well, because they were the same same custom hot rotted up mm. And in the eighties, man, thousand bucks, you know, it's a pretty penny for a paintball gun. <laughs> for, a, for a paintball gun, when you're when you're buying paint that's in tubes for uh, yeah. one hundred seventy five a rack. <laughs> That's crazy, man. And then what was your first like really big competitive team that you got on that got you into the pro ranks or got you seen by the pros and then start that journey? Well, there wasn't there wasn't any differentiation. It was only pros, right? So mm. everybody then that was traveling to uh, Jim Lively series, the Line SI Masters and all those Music City Open and all those events were, uh, they were pros. There, weren't, there wasn't really divisional or mm. am- it was only amateur and pro there wasn't amateurs at that time, early 80, at the end of 86, 87, 88, but they started, they started mm. splitting it up. And as paintball got more popular, Deborah Dion did the, uh, the three rivers, um, the Pittsburgh international amateur open. Right. And, mm. uh, all these different 
events started adding amateur classes. So, and yeah. I got on the annihilators. I practiced and I would show up and I started just giving it to those guys. And uh, because I sort of got it quicker than most, right. I would, I was more aggressive and I would, I would shoot a lot. And as opposed to sneaky, you know, just mm-hmm. snipey, that kind of stuff. I was like, no, that don't work. I can see you, buddy. I can see you. I can see you in the ghillie suit. <laughs> I can see you in the camos. And I know there's one guy left and there's only one hedge of palmettos left that we that that nobody went by and it's behind the flag and I know you're in there. Yeah. <laughs> the the motto has never changed. You gotta bomb yeah. the field, you know, like you gotta make sure you're you're bomb shooting a lot, bomb of paint, a lot of paint. That's right. You you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So yep. <laughs> apply pressure. That's wild, Todd. I, obviously I knew when I first got on the Ironman, that was in two thousand six, mid season, so Chicago open, that you're one of the old school guys. But I you know, at that age, you don't really have this concept of time, not not as much as you do as you get older, I think. I didn't realize you've been playing since mid eighties, you know, uh, for I don't, now when I say this, I'm like, well, I thought maybe he was playing since like 2000. That doesn't even make sense. It means only six years, you know, <laughs> but, but like when I was a kid, like that's how it felt. Um, sure. wild though. It, again, it just, you know, it all makes sense. I remember the amount of wisdom that you brought to the team, which was imperative to, uh, to you, Saransky, Ryan Williams. I talk about Ryan Williams a lot because he was just so crafty mm. and unique in the way he played. And, didn't always look the best. And, you know, actually, real quick, Tom, I'm going to share a story because I do a lot of coaching now. Um, I have for the last probably seven, eight years, a lot of coaching with teams. And I, I'll, I'll go to a practice and watch them play. And I'll ask players, you know, who they like playing with on the team and where they like, you know, this and that and get opinions. And, and there will almost always, especially on divisional teams, there will almost always be this one player that doesn't quite look fundamentally sound. He's not young and fast, you know, but he plays the game well. He plays the game well. He's smart, intelligent, plays for the team, and is really valuable to the team. But the younger kids, they don't see it, right? And they almost always like kind of ostracize that player. And I, in my mind, I go, you don't realize how valuable this person is to your team. You're wrong. This is the most experienced one that's like helping you win games. And I learned that, and I always bring it back to you, Saransky, and Ryan Williams. I hope you don't take that the wrong way. But when I came onto the team as a young kid, you know, paintball was kind of, in a evolution at that time to where it was all about athleticism, or at least people were trying to make it about that and about, you know, always shooting left-handed. Let's be honest. You didn't really love to shoot left-handed. <laughs> you shot however no. you wanted. You no, just there's no reason why, why would we even have to do that. If you're really good, <laughs> listen, you got something really good at life that you're good at. Yeah. You should probably just stick with that, right? Yeah, sure. it's, a ribbon, it's a ribbon field. It's fine. I'll chase them. I can stay right. I chase them all the way around. Where are they going to go? I can't even argue. I just, I remember seeing you in like this middle Dorito in the middle of the field playing both sides in like a one on three. You know, you're shooting right hand shoot and then, you, and and then you're going fakey the other way and you're, you just win a one on three for us yeah. in, a, in a casual X ball match. And I'm sitting there like, man, I was, I was just so wrong. You know, I was just so wrong and, and naive in what I thought a good paintball player is supposed to be or look like, you know? And ever since that era with the Ironman, it, it just has changed me in my, approach or belief in like who can really help a winning team you know it really has i carry that with me to this day and i tell the, i tell the story of you ryan williams and saransky less so saransky it was more you and ryan williams because ryan williams would be like in the most unorthodox positions under a dorito sometimes like not even with both hands on a gun and he would pull off these crazy low body situations you know and it was like 
the amount of knowledge that you guys possessed as paintball players. So, so impressive. Um, and you see that, you see that today as well. There's players that may not look like they are the, the fast player that's going to get to the snake and shoot three people, you know, uh, go down the field and, and win games that way. But they do so much for the team that helps them win games that you need to recognize it. You really do. And it just doesn't get recognized enough. And, and uh, yeah, anyway, I love there's, it. I think it's hilarious. Dude, they still call it the poopy. If you shoot someone <laughs> with, the, uh, the, with the gun like that, boom, you just got, you just got done up solid <laughs> because uh, I've seen you pull out countless, countless points in the most unorthodox, in the most unorthodox way. Totally. And it's because you know what they're going to do. You're already reading your opponent. You have a really good understanding of how to read the field. So as are you going to be coaching as well? I know Todd Martinez has stepped in to help with coaching. And then are you guys going to be coaching the team together or how is that going to work? Well, first off, I'm here for your guys entertainment at all times, <laughs> whether it be a, a play style or whatever. So, stop so it. To, stop it. Stop it. Oh, yeah. I guess Marcelo's touring the the country talking about how how aggro you were at shooting people, you know? In I any just style. you know, I honestly I hope it comes off as endearing because it should, Todd. No, it honestly. It it's like it, I, I have carried that I have carried that with me my entire career. Cause I just remember feeling so strongly one way and then being just so proven wrong and realizing that this mm-hmm. game's about knowledge, it's about intelligence, it's about understanding how to play. You know, paintball IQ is what wins tournaments. It really is. Fundamentals, okay, you got to have them. You got to be able to shoot somebody. You got to be accurate. But all the other stuff, this game is about IQ. You know, and and you guys, you just, you had it. You absolutely had it. And so it's a a great teaching moment for me when I have these young kids that I look at them now, probably the way you guys looked at me, these young punks that are like, you know, oh, he, I don't want him on my line, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, he's, he's the best one on your line. You don't, you don't realize it, but he's the best one on your line. Actually, you do want him on your line. That motherfucker's going to win games for you when you <laughs> blow it, you know, like, so it's, yeah. uh, it, it truly has, has like shaped a little bit of my career, you know, and I just felt like I had to share it. Thanks buddy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, so back to the original question. Is, is that, um, I want to know more about the, uh, aftershock legacy that's being built right now. And let me just be the first to say that Todd is one of the best people, best coaches, and I love him with all my heart. I'm going to miss him. I'm never going to forget all the things that he's taught me. And uh, my heart goes out to him and and his family. And I hope nothing but success for them all and you guys. And I, I'm so curious mm-hmm. to know if you guys are going to be like, like kind of um, co-coaching with each other, because I think that could be very powerful or if it's just going to go to Todd. And then like, obviously, you have such a sharp mind for the game all of your information weighs so heavy and I know you're going to be a part of the fabric as well, but I'm sure that, you know, Todd is going to take the reins and make sure that these guys have their heads on straight and that they're ready to win tournaments. Well, you know, Todd um, came out to Texas to help me. Right. So he came out to do a favor and take a look and talk to me and see what we're doing. Todd, Todd and I have, uh, a very strong relationship. You know, he was on the team 2002. Yeah. And uh, right. so he, he's an aftershock. He, he knows, mm-hmm. he knows what the deal is. Right. Mm. Um, and it's hard to explain that because unless you've been in it and lived it, you don't really know it. You know, you can, uh, you can get it, you know, Oh yeah, I get the team deal and this, that, and the other. And 
mm-hmm. brotherhood a little bit, this, that, and the other. No, this is sort of a next level stuff when you when you get with a, as Marcella would say, a diverse group of individuals that all had no specific craft that they were particularly the best in, but all brought the best out of the others. Mm-hmm. If you understand what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we don't know if Todd's going to be the coach or not. Um, but you know, we're in discussions mm-hmm. in the situation. Um, so I tried to coach, right. Um, and some people say, so Gretzky made a, made a, made a comment about coaching. I always butcher it, but in a nutshell, yeah. In a nutshell, you know, he's one of the greatest hockey players of all time. Right. Yeah. But when he went to be a coach for hockey, he was the worst coach that was ever a coach. How could that be? Right. He's the best player in the world because his, his mindset and his translation to what he's trying to convey for a player to do or to understand is, is, is two steps ahead. So, you're expecting that player to get what you're saying and then the other two to put mm-hmm. all that together mm-hmm. in some kind of form or fashion. Now, I'm not saying I'm the greatest paintball player in the world, nor the greatest coach. I am. A, I am a terrible coach, I feel. But um, <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm right because, there with you. Oh, that's because <laughs> I, I believe that it's lost in translation and people when I convey things to people, um, they get it to a certain extent, but not the full picture. And my, uh, you know, this, mm-hmm. this organization, um, the aftershock or, or it's actually a, a Tammy and Todd Adamson organization that we've put together because my wife has the Femme Fatales, a competing, um, women's pro team. Mm-hmm. And with what I'm doing with aftershock, the aftershock European squad, the shop kids, um, deal that we're that we're building and uh it's uh it's a real deal you know um so yes, it is when it yeah. comes to the you know we're, we're we're still we're still putting putting the pieces together we know the direction we want to go we just want to make sure that it's the right uh right foundation straight through of course foundation is everything it's incredibly important not to not to rush this part of the process because uh, you'll never regret taking a little more time, but you might regret pulling the trigger on something a little too soon. Um, Todd, I want to kind of jump back in a little bit to get the aftershock background of how you, you know, went from the, your first pro team, um, how you got discovered by aftershock, how that all came about and how those, you know, I don't know, early 1700s went. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm just I'm blown away that it was 1985. We had, you know, we had candles. No, we had candles. It was fun. <laughs> we had candles. It was all good. Nice. So uh, I played um, with the Florida Annihilator. Started traveling um, at at the events, and uh, we did real well. Music City Open. We took a third. It was really, real, and that was I believe still 15 man, and then it reduced to 10 man, and then we kept going and, and competing. And then, um, and then I created a team called rage. 
Um, so, so the guys on the annihilator, since it got condensed and the game started evolving and getting faster and, you know, more, more complicated, more de- needed dedicated players to, to keep the sharp edge, um, those guys couldn't do it. So I kept, uh, the five, uh, Florida annihilator guys that were the youngest that came into the, that I had brought into the group. Um, and, uh, I took the five best Florida terminators and we created a team called rage, right? So it was five Spanish guys from Miami and five, uh, five or six, uh, guys from Fort Myers. And, um, so East coast coast of Florida, and we started traveling and competing. And the very first year we won Chicago. Damn. I believe it was the very first year we traveled overseas. So before you guys or anybody even knew that it was cool to go guest on a on a team somewhere, um, we traveled Australia five times, South America seven, eight times, Europe ten times. I filled up wow. two and a half passports playing paintball. Damn! Yeah. And how did you? How did the team fund it? Like, how were you guys getting to these places? Everybody paid their own way and we just, we were all in, right? You know, uh-huh. we were young and, you know, there was uh tremendous sponsorship. Uh-huh. You know, there was sponsorship. We had uh Crossman, Benjamin Sheridan sponsored us. So we had some of the biggest, biggest deals that were ever in paintball before anybody else caught up. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so we had some, we had some backing, we had some good help to make, you know, to make that possible. Um, but a lot of guys just, they, they bought in and they, they traveled, they did it. And, um, and it was, uh, it was the real deal. I'd never change a thing in my life. And I've had opportunities to do things, um, differently, you know, uh, I could, that were not available to, to other people. I could have went to the military, to the air force Academy. I had letters. You got to have a letter from a, somebody high up, a governor, Senator, whatever. And I had those. Um, and if you go to certain of those kind of things, if you're the last in the class that falls out, as soon as you're out, you're making a half million bucks in some very good job somewhere because that's how vetted yeah, and prestigious those deals are. And, uh, and I stayed in Fort Myers, went to a community college so I could go play paintball. And I played paintball consistently almost every weekend for like seven and a half, eight years straight, other than a holiday or a, a birthday or a death. Mm. <laughs> that, that was, that was it. I played paintball. And that's why you're one of the godfathers of this whole thing, which is, which is so powerful, man. And you're one of the first kid like pros too. Like you were running around with these grown folk, you know, playing paintball tournaments. And how old were you when you first started doing the circuits no that was it i mean immediately when i was 13 once i once i played those first games immediately went every weekend after that saturday and sunday grinding playing all these wall i just walk-ons going and shooting up all the dudes in the in the good camo and then eventually they're like hey so you really you want to you want to go we're going we're going to sneed island this sunday to play the jacksonville warriors i'm like What's Sneed Island? Well, it's an island. 
it's an <laughs> island off of like Bradenton or Sarasota area. And it's just a little island, you know, in the middle, whatever. And they have a paintball field on it. And it literally was so badass, so crazy. And I was like, yeah. I don't know. I got to ask my mom, but yeah, I'm in, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll be here. So we'd meet in North Fort Myers, Florida at like 5 a.m. And 15 guys would meet and we would drive up, get there, stage and get it on and play and play paintball all day. Hooked. Oh, hooked. So good. So good. And I was and then and then I was, you know, started understanding, well, if this is the field. Why don't we run way up here and way up here and get all these big good things before the bad guys do? And they're like, whoa, no, we should. You know, we're all, you know, the other team, when they break out. It was 15 on 15. You'd run for a minute, full rip, and you still wouldn't see anybody. I'm like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like Jerry Bronzefields, right? That's New York. Crazy. Huge. Ponderosa. Seems like a mile long, right? But that's that's the whole thrill of the deal. I mean, it was it was taxing, but it's so, so good. So it, fun. It's still so much fun to watch it on the live streams. They have the Woods Ball events. They have the Hyper Ball, these huge 10-man events that they've been throwing. And I think it's really engaging. And I would also love to see like the, the best in the world of the NXL like play huge 10-man events. I don't know if that would even be a possibility. But I think it could be really captivating to kind of come full circle because that's, that's how I started. My very first World Cup was a monstrous 10-man World Cup uh, in 2001 or 2002, somewhere right in there. And it was the one where Jeremy was out in the woods, you know, doing work and, uh, <laughs> doing that, <work. laughs> that news spread like wildfire. I'll never forget being like there at that, at that time. And I'd been playing for a few years or a couple of years, but that's what hooked me was hyperball 10 man. And then it's gradually gotten a lot faster and, uh, to the five man format. And it's amazing to play. I mean, truly one of the most captivating formats we've ever created for paintball because it's nonstop action. But I also think that there's some possibility. It's almost like 10 men might've been too early. There wasn't the technology to like capture it because there's so yeah. much gold in these big games as well. It's like a, I was talking with one of my buddies and talking about how paintball is like a story, you know, and, and in a 10 man format or a 15 man format, that story is drawn out a little bit more. It's uh, you know, I love paintball, right? I love it. Mm-hmm. Nothing else I love more than than paintball. And uh, the Tin Man allows so many options, right? So that's when paintball IQ really comes into play. When you got a bigger, bigger chessboard, mm. you got you got more you got more moves, right? Mm-hmm. And condensing it down to the to X ball and to what we play today, I love it. I love any form, but mm. 10 man's more true to my heart because a lot is left to chance in, uh, in 10 man than there is in, you know, mm-hmm. turn, you know, the buzzer goes off and two, two on each side are getting ripped. Right. So, um, it's just priding myself on outsmarting people. That's the, that's the trick. Yeah. And people are predictable. People are yes, always they, humans are predictable and they'll yes, they, always do sort of the same thing and they'll always do what's easiest for them. So if you can understand that, I preached this this weekend hmm. at at the tryout. I tried to explain, we're, we're, you know, you could be the best snapshot and 
left-handed, whatever, and all that bullshit. <laughs> right? I don't do you no good if you get rope a dope and fucking I'm not there and I, and you know you come out and I'm standing beside you and ear holding you, right? So yeah. that's the trick. It's the it's the yeah. it's the making a a player do something. It's only got so many so many options. So you just mm-hmm. let them fall into the trap. Make them do what you want them to do. That plays to your strength. Mm-hmm. And you Preaching win every the choir time. here. I feel like that's my style right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Yep. And that's why you guys won titles. Take us through uh, like the crazy memorable moments of winning world championships um, because there's some of the most timeless stories. I've watched them on VHS tapes when I was young, like repeatedly until they burned out. You know, I, I know the history and and what you've done for the game uh, is going to put you in the Hall of Fame without a doubt. If you're not already there, you deserve to be because like you laid the foundation for so many people out there. So walk us through like those crazy times of building the, you know, that shock name to the to the clouds. No, it, you know, so so just to finish up, I had Rage. I just built them. We just went a major in, I think, the first season. If not, it might have been the very early in the next season. And uh, I end up playing Aftershock, maybe at World Cup or something. But there was an interaction, and uh, and it was against Rennick. And I thought I'd shot him and, you know, sort of bunkered him. and <laughs> And I didn't. And he fucking shoots me, and I'm like, no way. Yeah. No way. Yeah. No way. And, uh, and then we come off and later, um, he's like, you know, he got my number and then he reached out because that was the end of the season. Right. And he's like, Mm -hmm. Hey, I want you to play for us. And I said, you know, I just created and was going to build a powerhouse of a team. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it was very, very difficult for me to do. And I let him know, I gave him the full, full reins and uh, told them and they carried on for, and they wanted, they wanted other majors without me as rage uh, later on, which then I gave the, uh, I gave the name to uh, Chino to use because mm-hmm. the, the, the guys in Fort Myers were, were sort of retiring and uh, Chino created the Miami rage yeah. uh, team that still is out there grinding today. It's ran by art, one of my good buddies and uh, yeah, art and, he, and he's the man. So, yeah, uh, so I jumped on aftershock the very next year and I think we started blasting and winning immediately. <laughs> what year was that when you got on board with them? I'm, I'm shot out. I'm too old. <laughs> so you'll have to check rough, the, uh, you'll have to check the slides, the slides yeah. or, uh, something <laughs> like that as Marcelo would say, no cameras. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> was this like 97? Yeah. It's gotta be. Around that, yeah, yeah, gotta be. Hey, man, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. 90, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'll never forget, man. The uh, the old videos that I can still hear the the music, the video reels. It was like trauma head, baby, trauma head sports. So nostalgic. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff, and Danny Jeff. Manning, mm-hmm. my boys. Yeah, the best legends. They lived it. That's why they had passion. So that's why those, you know, that resonated with players. They couldn't get enough. Yeah, it fueled them. It made their passion even more. Like they, they see how passionate the players are. They're even more passionate hitting the road, going and capturing everything. They want to be there to to see it all. Yeah, 
dude uh crawling and balling trauma head sports <laughs> you know there down just... goes another one <laughs> yeah. taking the walk oh dude speaking of gold. taking the walk i battled it out against you in denver when i was a kid that's uh, a bad idea uh, but i we won dude we won <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure that happened yeah dude i was taken. just a little guy what team, what, what team was was taught on at that point yeah the ironman he was Iron on the Man. ironman yeah in, in denver, denver at the mile high stadium maybe mile, you were six mile high, mile high stadium yeah, yeah. We, we made I it to the finals there. yeah you i wasn't on, there you weren't on that squad <laughs> yeah, <I wasn't> there. <laughs> yeah because <laughs> oakland you would have had a rough day that's a, you know todd todd has that mentality man that winter that winter's mentality that winter mentality that cold mentality you know what i mean like he's uh he's coming with the the heat and the cold at every moment so man um if there's anything else that you want to share, I guess, in regards to the squad, um, the future of Aftershock and what you guys are looking to build, I'd love to start digging into that and talking about you know, everything that you've been working on because I know your heart is so big for this game and your visions are even bigger, so I'm sure that there's big plans for Shock. There is. There is. So, so this organization, you know, um, we're not looking to be a one-trick pony. We're going we're gonna to do something that I took a little hiatus off from paintball and uh, we're going to build something that's for them. So much like uh, our San Diego compadres there, we're going to build a team and an organization to where we want the players that buy in and are vested in, in us, believe in us, we believe in them. We're going to build this franchise stronger than anything paintball's seen ever, ever. Whether it's got to do with it's self-funded, you know, you get this talk about, oh, this player and these guys get this much and this guy gets this much and all these things, right? I like that. I think it's, I think it's novelty, but it's not, it's not what is right. What's right is playing on an organization or a team to win, to win, to give it all in and not ask for anything. There's a difference. There's a difference. And then what you win, you own. What you win, you earned. What you win, you keep. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm helping to solidify, uh, Corporate sponsors, you know, a bigger, everything's bigger. What I'm going to do is bigger. It's going to help you too. It's going to help everybody in paintball. And that's what it deserves. That's what I feel it deserves. So that these people don't, you know, they, they have to have some, some respect for not just, well, if I don't get this, I'm not playing, you know. I'm I'm a little bit old school, you know. I don't, you know, if these guys win, they keep it. I'm not in this for me. I'm in this for aftershock and to build aftershock to be one of the strongest names in competitive paintball again. And that's what we're gonna do. And it will take me a day or it take me 10 years. There's no difference. 
but the way I'm going to do it with the business strategy to support these guys is going to change. It's going to change the game. I know a bunch of kids that used to live together near a beach somewhere, you know, little, little <laughs> shit, little shitheads that grew up. And when we lost world cup to dynasty, I looked at him and I said, I hope you can maintain and do what we did because you've got the heart and the fire for this. You understand? They're the kids, Oliver, Alex, you, you know what I mean? They have the, the fire. But I said, I can't wait till life catches up. That means you have to grow up. That means that you can play paintball like I did, or some of my guys did with me. You're like, well, hey, how'd you do that? How'd you afford that? How'd you whatever, right? Um, we made it work. But eventually you get a wife. Eventually you get kids. Eventually you got to get a real job, a house, a mortgage, a car. Real life catches up. And that's what I said to them. I said, because they were 10 plus. Marcelo, how old are you? 33. Yeah, so I'm 51, right? So that's 18 years. So we'll say uh, Alex, I think, is 38, maybe 40. Oh, there, yeah, 40, 41. I think they all just turned 41. There you go. So they're 10 years, right? So it's a 10 (laughs) year spread when that happened, Mm -hmm. right? So if they're 18s or 20s, I was 30s, right? So I was you then. I was you then. But I had a wife, I had a kid, I had responsibility, I had jobs, I had business, I had, you know, financial mm-hmm. obligations and and all kinds of stuff. And I said that to him. I said, "Hey, you know, it's different. If you can if you can manage all these things and still maintain that level of competitiveness and win, that's the real goal." And boy did they. They really Absolutely. made me proud. They are by far the the best thing that's ever happened to paintball. Not me, not my story, not Aftershock. What they did and how they've maintained, right? Well, they're not 51 yet, so I'm just still <laughs> still watching. They've still got a little bit to go, but they are uh, they're a class act, you know, their organization. Mm-hmm. And they built their organization to self-support in an industry they love, so they don't they don't have to worry about their players with life catching up. Hey, I give you a piece of this franchise. I'm giving you a piece of this destiny. This is what we're doing. This is the goals. This is our outlook. And this is how we operate. And this is this is what we do. And it's amazing. You know, it's amazing that their their vision. It's uh, it's impressive. But I'm going to run it over like a fucking steamroller. So fuck it. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's almost it's a it's kind of an anomaly, you know. There's uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of teams that have tried to to replicate that, and um, thousands of teams have failed. You know, it's it's one of those things that is an anomaly. I think is the best uh, way to describe it. 
but it's it's a very smart anomaly once again you know it all it's it's awareness it's making the right moves at the right times it's doing the right things and you have to have like we started the show with you have to have a great group of people all with a, a common vision and a common goal working together and if you can do that you can create amazing things and it sounds like you know there's a big vision of making sure that like you said the players that are involved with shock are going to be taken care of you're going to have a place that you can call home that you can build that we can grow together and and have a common vision to try to win tournaments like you talked about so talk to us about you know this this tryout cuz that's that's your team's future you just had this major tryout how did the tryout go um what was your sentiment and uh, i don't know if you want to share any players um, that have made the team or or how the team is going with building or any of that information. But, Some standouts, uh, anything. Yeah. Um, there, you know, like, like I said, there was, there was a nice mix, you know, some international players came and showed up. Um, and uh, also, really if you want to, if you want to drop the roster just right now on the show, we would love that too. I say know? we hit that. <laughs> Look at him. I, said, I say we hit that. Probably not. We can go with like a starting five, you know. Oh. He said, <laughs> we can oh. go with a starting five. Good, huh? I mean, I don't know why we wouldn't. The best is yet to come, boys. The best all is right. yet to come. All right, all right. <laughs> so, um, you know, the tryout was 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 good. X Factor had uh, a couple of uh, new guys uh, in their mix um, that were there. One guy I put. There, Ryan Hosky, uh, very, very good player. He's going to do miraculous things for them this year, and I hate it, so I'll have to <laughs> fucking fuck him up too. Um, He's from the Killers, and, uh, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Shout out to Ryan. And, uh, job, and uh, Stencil, a friend of Billy's from NYX, maybe, mm. and he played lights out as well, you know, for them yeah, on, the, on, on their tryout, on their tryout. Um, and in regards to our tryout, uh, we had, we had quite a few people stand out. So we've got a, we've got a nice, uh, nice group of, um, players that we're currently trying to decide on. And we're going to finalize that, uh, in the next moment. And, uh, mm-hmm. and the European team, um, was picked there as well. And I think that, that actually is going to be, one of my one of my best plays of all time. So, also, we'll talk, yeah. Well, um, the people that I've picked for that are are and getting put into the European class of deal is going to be really, really strong, really strong. I think they'll be very, very competitive right out the rip, and. Uh, you know, there's three tournaments, and let's get in the top four. I don't want them to set the world on fire. No reason to win win all three. That'd be rude. That'd be you know greedy. I just want to get to World Cup. I want that team in World Cup on Sunday, and then yeah. I'll have two teams in World Cup on Sunday. How are you guys like that? Not too the, much. Double up. One can win. Not too much. <laughs> double your chances, Dad. <laughs> well, yeah. well, if I take first and second, I'll just chop the pot. There we go. <laughs> you mean only I one? Can I, I I believe there would be like some that issues with potential again. game fixing. Oh well, yeah, 
Yeah, he had that minute. <laughs> bring back the whole car. I'm bringing back the entire car. <laughs> the, OG. Yeah, the, OG. Yeah. the OG. The OG. Yeah. The OG has spoken. Yeah. <laughs> so and, many trips left. And that's right, baby. And going uh, to Europe is going to be such a great learning experience for them, too, to be out there, you know, building that camaraderie. That's going to be special. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Can you talk about who made the European team or what, what your plans are there as far as a roster? Yeah, probably not right now. Oh, goodness. But in a little bit. In a little bit. The dark okay. Sith Lord, just <laughs> keeping everything close to the chest, <laughs> not sharing anything. We'll get there. Nice. We'll get there. Nice. We'll get there. Are there yeah. plans to use the European team as a kind of a feeder team to the U.S. pro team. I mean, there has to be, right? Like if a, if a player sta- has a standout season, then you could assume they have a good chance to play on the U.S. pro team the following year, right? Oh, no, 100%, 100% right? Yeah. So we're, we're going to – we'll spar with those guys, right? So I bought uh, – I've I purchased a house in an undisclosed location, and uh, we've created a full X-ball field in, uh, in the – in basically like a, a bat cave area. And – um that's that's where both both of the lines, along with the the kids, will be traveling to and staying to do um, to do their uh, training before the events. It's like the old Ironman house we had. No, this one actually has water. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, did that one? Not, did that would not have water. I don't remember that one not having water. <laughs> I just remember hundred acres and a and a paintball. Oh, field. That was good. That was good. That one was good. Yeah, that one was a yeah, good. Yeah. That was a that was known as a ranch house. It was a ranch. Good. It was yeah. very good. It the Bat Cave. You said the. I mean, just think cave. about that. Think about that a second, Marcelo. Yeah. Think what you got to do, and go do something like that at somebody that loves paintball so much that they physically, just like Tyler's house here, right? He's got mm-hmm. two young kids that are that are playing paintball, and Tyler's played paintball. He walked in my. Tyler and his brother, Chad, walked in uh, to my paintball store here in Fort Myers in like 1994, 95, walked in. Their mom brought them there, and they were the same ages as kids, and they started playing paintball. And now they love it so much that they have two kids that are diehards into the sport and as your tattoo. (laughs) Your guys' tattoo (laughs) So yeah, that's, the, extremely, that's extremely in there. The, the, that's, that's, in there. that's not the first. That's not the first paintball guy that I know that's had um, <laughs> had tattoos of team names or this or that's on their on themselves. Well, so, the stencil uh, the stencil kids are going to be really good in the future, and they're really good right now. I mean, right this very second, they are very good. I'm just telling so, you, watch out for them. So the shop kids organization, they will they will. I'm manifesting them in my head. They're going to, they're going to be, they're going to be, they'll advance to probably mm-hmm. a, a semi-pro line for us yeah. um, in a future. Absolutely. In a, quick, in a quick minute. And this is going to be tremendous for their development. For me, I turned pro when I was 13 with Bob Long and I would travel out to Bob Long's ranch every weekend from Modesto to Oakley. Yeah. And I would yeah. be out there every weekend at the ranch, just training, building my gun, working on stuff, thinking about paintball, you know, just all in. So to have the opportunity for these youngsters to be able to do that is going to 10x their development in the next couple of years. 
they're going to become tremendously better. It's it's going to be incredible. And yeah. speaking of Bobby, Bobby is one of my my dearest buddies. Every time uh, yeah, man. a hurricane comes near Florida, he calls me. <laughs> he literally calls me. So I had Bobby. I wanted Bobby to come to World Cup. Yeah. And I, I wanted to fly. I wanted to get him and say, hey, you and Phyllis, come to World Cup. Mm-hmm. I just want you to come to World Cup. Yeah. Just come. Damn, it'd be so play. special. You don't have to do yeah. nothing. Just come and hang out. Yeah. That's how much these these people, even though they were, you know, he's the ultimate fucking mastermind of the field. <laughs> he is oof, nasty yeah. as they get. And uh, mm-hmm. and I just want I want to see him. I want to see those people that yeah. meant so much to me in this sport and were so influential in this sport. Um, mm. But not Adam and Billy. You guys stay in fucking Pennsylvania. <laughs> I don't want you to come to World Cup. Hey, we got to get Bobby long back to a world cup let's rally we gotta find a way to make that happen it would just be so special to see him at a world cup you know mm. and i saw him a couple years ago he looks like gandalf the great full white <laughs> you know what i mean long hair the man. he's the yeah. man he's the man he is the man he's a he's a wizard he has truly turned into a, an absolute wizard and i know he's still up in the mountains working on stuff and that brain just doesn't turn off when you have a brain that creates the way that Bobby's brain creates, you know, he's up there creating. Um, I know he's working on bows and, and all this kind of stuff. So he's still having fun up there. Oh, he's the grim reaper of all animals. <laughs> Fuck, he's killed everything there is in the planet. That uh, yeah. Kill us. He would make all the teams sleep in the room of death oh, God. when they would come visit. Oh God. Bobby. <laughs> full bear, giant grizzly bear, 20 foot tall. Hey, Bobby, can we like... put a sheet over that? <laughs> what we do it. I got nightmares. I got nightmares. <laughs> It was crazy. It was Drama. just different. Just different. Yeah, no, for sure. Oh, for my sure. God. It's funny. Yeah, All right. Well, we have a bunch of uh, people. You've set the internet on fire. I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not, but the internet has just done a complete backflip over the aftershock birthing. So there's a ton of people in the Discord who have some questions. They want to give their their thanks for everything that you're doing. So I guess we'll we'll start diving into some of these questions here because there's a few we don't want you to be here all night, even though no, I know you're good. you're a busy man. Um, you got a lot going on with the fam. But uh, March, we even got Nick in here. Shout out to Nick. Let's go, Nick. Yeah, Nick Sloviak. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I still have a question. He's my Just, handler. He's my handler. <laughs> the handler. Nice. The handler's yeah. watching closely. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nick's the man, you know, what a great individual. Hopefully he makes the team. Um, he's been in the discord. Everyone's asking him, did you make the team? And he's like, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. But um, I, I do want to ask Todd, like what you think this, once you go through the selection process, maybe you guys already have let everybody know. Uh, all right, here's the squad. Here's our roster. What are your steps to going into Vegas and winning first place? Right? Because that's obviously a high feat. And you had some some big names uh, come out. You have a lot of talent, but as you know, it's not that easy just to show up and and win the first tournament of the season as a new squad. So, what are your plans? What are the steps necessary? You think to get to a podium or you know even a Sunday? Well, um, once we finalize the team, um, we're going to put them on a regimen pretty quick, right? So we're a short amount of time. A, people love the hype of me getting a pro spot, you know, love the hype of bringing back Aftershock. 
well, what are you going to do? You know, you bought a pro mm-hmm. spot. You've got a good core of level guys. You've got, you know, how are you going to put this together in such a short amount of time and be able to perform, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, other players and other opportunities are popping up and everybody's like, I can't believe, how are you, how are you pulling all this off? And it really aggravated me a little bit. And I was like, you think I'm wasting my time here? You know, everything that, that has happened keeps miraculously getting better for the outcome. And everybody's like, I don't understand how you do it. I don't understand, you know. Well, it's the opportunity, like I said. Opportunities don't come when 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 I want them, but when they do arise, I act on them. And uh, and we're going to have a very, very competitive team right out the get. And we're going to train. We're going to have some private training sessions. We'll be in Vegas. We'll practice uh, layout drop that Friday in Vegas, and we stay all the way through until the show. So... In, in figuring out exactly, um, our coach is the driver, and uh, I'm the support staff. Here's what I need. The coach tells me, I go, I go acquire it. That's it. No matter what, that's what we're doing. And, uh, and that's the game plan. And we will, we will be in Vegas. And we will love to prove the doubters wrong. I love all the, the goofy memes and goofy crap. I love it. Please <laughs> keep everybody keep fueling my fire. I thought you, you weren't on social media. I'm not, but that's what I get from all these other people. <laughs> Those are my handlers. Hey, 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 my, hey, look at this. Check this oh, out. You're not going to oh, believe this. Great. Yeah. Hey, He's like, funny. You made a t-shirt yeah. that says Todd sucks. Why would you do that? She's like, it's on the internet. Look at this. I'm like, oh, I love those guys. I love those people. Dude, he's- so Todd's going to be the coach. Mr. Martinez. Not confirmed. You know, confirmed. we're still, we're still working. All but confirmed. Stuff. Okay. All right. All right. Well, he, Not helped, he, he showed up and helped us out, you know, so we're in discussions. It's an elite pickup. Mm-hmm. It's an elite pickup. Todd squad. <laughs> and it's Todd full squad. circle because he... I mean, he is one of the original Aftershock members as well. You know, some of the most it's iconic, awesome. iconic photos in the history of paintball are of Todd wearing an Aftershock jersey, you know, so mm-hmm. it's uh, it's just so full circle. It's wild. It's tremendous. And, you know, you guys have, like I said in the beginning, such a beautiful family and, and a group of people working together on this project. So it's going to be fun for the world to watch this all develop. And I know, like you said, there's things that you can't even talk about that you're you're um, cooking up and, and helping to develop that are going to help paintball in such a major way. So to see the rollout and have such hype and anticipation is a lot of fun for the paintball community. And all thanks to you, man. Look at you. Boom. <laughs> now, yeah. Todd, I, I uh, you guys definitely, at least from what I'm hearing, the players that it's on the internet, There, people are hearing players like, a-Rod, Thomas Kim, Corey Hall, kind of that 2020 Ironman team that won the Las Vegas Open, had a dynamite showing. That's been rumored on the internet. Not sure if it's true. Not even going to ask you, but say the talent levels around there, right? You've seen it the last couple seasons. Having a talented roster in of itself does not get wins. 
So I guess that was kind of where my question was guided, right? Like what, what does Aftershock plan to do a little differently, you know, that maybe these other teams didn't do. And that's why their teams with these insanely talented high budget rosters that should have won didn't even make some Sundays. And no disrespect to anybody of how people do things, right? Totally. They haven't won. They haven't won, right? They haven't won. Mm. They don't know what it's like to win, right? When a person wins, it allows them to sit back and go, fuck, I just did it. I won. You go to the airport, you get on the plane, you sit there, you can't, your, your, your energy and, and enthusiasm and excitement is flowing like crazy. And uh, it changes a person. And now they know what it takes to win. Okay. Um, you just can't, you just can't put it together. You can't pay for it. You can't really steal it. You got to really dial it in. And that's going to be the difference with a good core of players that are skilled at their craft and coordinated enough with the right driver, coach slash driver, and a support staff that's bar none, it will happen. It's coming. That's what it takes to win in this day and age. I go back and I look at, well, why why didn't those guys win? Why didn't this work? Why does this work? Why is there only three or four teams at the top continuously? Is that it? Eight billion people in the world and fucking four pro teams have one level, which I bought, made a third place one or two or three years ago that most teams of the top 20 never even broke into. Mm-hmm. It's such a hard deal just to crack Sunday in these events. Think about that. So what makes that, What where, where are we getting that kind of, you know, consistency for the four and or, or five and the other 15 just can't, they just can't put it together, you know? What do you think it is? Well, I know what it is. Experience, pedigree. I think you kind of already said it. That, but it's the difference it, between winning it, and losing. That's it. <laughs> once you it's, once you once you do it, and those teams have like a a saturated core of people that have won in the sport. Think and, about it. You go, yeah. you go, and you make it to the finals. You make it to the big show. You get in front of that stage, and the butterflies. Think about everything from the first time you ever won something or do something that's different or outside your comfort zone. And all the things that that sort of fuck with you a little bit that make you not fluid and not whatever. Second guess your move. Second guess yourself. Oh, I don't want to fuck up. Oh, these people are watching me. It's like this deal. I've never done one of these deals. I hate this little thing. <laughs> Better talk to you guys face to face. But I'm an over. I I I, I over overcome and adapt. Right. Yeah. What is that? What is what is that? What is it? What has he got? It's I don't know. my freaking dog. She's barking over here. I've got I've got the girlfriend's dog uh 
staying at the house right now. She's just staring at <laughs> this it. damn this How damn you bring thing. it up? Put a little boat on I'm it. trying to. She's yeah. in the show. She get literally came and show. sat next to me, and she's just barking. And then I go to grab her, and she backs up and barks. All right, I'm gonna. Grab she's her. hey, she's disappointed at your yeah. fucking performance on here. <laughs> your performance on here. Can you hear us? No, but he's gonna find out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your performance. It's telling you that your performance is shit, and dial it in. Look at that thing. I love it. Give me that sweater. Oh, oh. She's, she's the best. I, I love this dog, dude. Honestly, this this dog makes me so happy. I that's think awesome. it's uh yeah. No, but that's what it is, right? <laughs> so that's what it takes. That's what it takes to uh to try to fix this, fix this deal. And you're yeah. dealing with a bunch of different, you know, you got a roster of seven, eight is nice. Some have ten. I think that's a little deep. And uh and you got to get all those people on that Sunday to get to the finals, and then, hey, wake up! This is the first. This is the first game of the tournament, not the last. You can't look at it that way. You know, get to it. Every game is the last game of the tournament. Everyone from the beginning to end. Every time you do something, whether you flip a coin, do Rochambeau with Oliver, or fucking take the garbage <laughs> out, you do it the best, and you do it to win. Yes. Winners win, man. That's uh, I I couldn't agree with you more, Todd. It's something that is so important and imperative to sports, success, business. It doesn't matter what it is. If you want to achieve uh, the highest level in anything, that mindset of winning is is exactly that. Doing the best you can in every single thing you do. That quote, how you do anything is how you do everything, is a very, mm. very relatable thing to winners, right? If you half-ass most of the things in your life, you're not going to be able to just turn it on and and be a hundred percent just because you want to win the paintball tournament. No, it's a lifestyle. It's it's the way you act. It's the way you wake up. It's it's how you believe. You know, it really is. It's it's the way you think about yourself. You know, it's a reflection of what you believe in yourself. You know, what are you gonna what are you gonna give to the world? What kind of product are you gonna produce? You know, is it is it worthy? Is it a hundred percent or is it half-assed? You know, if it's half-assed. Well, you're in the, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh, 19th place range in whatever you do. doesn't matter what you do. You know, winners win in everything they do. Successful athletes, they have success in all sorts of other aspects of their life as well. It's not just in sports, you know, um, and it's because they approach it with, with, with a certain mindset, dedication that is, you're not going to beat me. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm going to be persistent until I get what I set out to get, you know. You can't quit on it. And that's why I really like what you said. It doesn't matter if it's one day or 10 years. No difference, right? The point is, eventually, Aftershock is going to be the dominant team. That's that's your your goal, your dream. Uh, and, you know, sitting here as a competitor, I'm like, before the show started, it's funny, I was talking to Todd about, Ty, I was telling him about how this show has kind of shifted uh, the way we approach things because on the show, we kind of take the competitor's hat off, right? And we're just fans of the game, you know? And I'm sitting here as a fan of the game saying, damn, Aftershock is about to go on a run. I don't know when it's going to happen, but they're going to go on a run. If this is if this is legit, if this is serious, if everything Todd is saying right now is, is and if you know Todd, I think what he says is pretty, pretty true to word. Aftershock's going to go on a run at some point here, you know? Uh, and so for a fan of paintball, and maybe a legendary organization like Aftershock, that's exciting stuff. As a competitor, I sit back here and I'm like, well, hold on. <laughs> hold on a second. You know, we, I think uh, we all have a lot to say about that too, but we'll see. 
you know, but again, from a fan perspective, it's really, really impressive uh, what you have going on. And it seems like the camp is in the right direction just from the very beginning. That foundation, that's the foundation. You're the foundation, you know, and the foundation there is solid. You're the foundation. And uh, I think that is why I believe here as a fan uh, and maybe a little bit as a competitor that eventually shock is going to go on a run. Um, but it's not easy. As you know, it's not easy. You know, these same same teams have been at the top for a long time. It's certainly not easy, but it's definitely not it's impossible. Easy. Everybody would do it. 100%. Everybody do Absolutely. it. And I, I feel that when people maintain a dominance for so long, they come a little, a little bit of complacency, even though they think they, they think they don't. And they'll, mm-hmm. they'll put in the work um, uh, and then just maybe not put in that extra little work that they used to do for that hunger. But now they're just trying to survive and maintain that dominance. And there's a difference. Oh, there's a there's huge a difference. difference. That's why it's easier to win your first event than it is to win your second. I think always has been, you know, um, there's something about that hunger of never winning. It's a little bit of extra fuel in the tank. And as a, as an athlete, it's your job. If you do, if you ever are fortunate enough to win at the highest level, it is your job. It's your duty to find new ways to motivate yourself every single time. Otherwise, I think once you get to the point to where you you no longer find those motivations, that is time to retire. You know that like I've I've thought about I've thought about when is it that I'm going to retire? Because actually I'm still kind of young. I'm 33, but this is my 19th pro season. And I'm like, that's a that's a long career. I was talking to Thomas Taylor about it this weekend out in Florida. You know, this is 24th pro season, I think, 23rd pro season. And he's, you know, getting ready, getting to that point. He's much older than I am, but season-wise, near the same. And to me, that's my answer. Once I get to the point to where I don't desire doing all of the extra things required to be the best and, and compete at the highest level, that's that's when it's time to hang it up. Right. To me, I don't even know I don't even know that it's necessarily about when you're not actually producing as much as you used to, it's about that desire. It's about that fire. Cause I think with that fire and desire, eventually, you know, maybe you'll go through a slump, but you could get out of it, but it's that desire. Once that desire fades, that's when it's time. Hmm. Oh, that's it. Right. hundred yeah. percent. If you don't have that, if you don't have that fire, you're wasting your time. Yeah. And 100%. then what, just for the listener's sake, I think it was 2011. When was the last time shock has won a world championship tournament? Was it 2011 for seven men, possibly? Yeah. Vegas. Vegas. Yep. Yeah. 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 And I, I'm pretty sure Ronnie was yep. on the squad. D, um, uh, Sloviak, yep. D's on. Ronnie's, Ronnie's, uh, yeah, Ronnie's on the squad. Ronnie's trying out tomorrow. He's actually flying into the <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> hey, easy, buddy. Don't get bitter. That's a good All one. Right. That's a good one. I was wondering why he wasn't there. I thought he was going to be there. Damn, Ron Don. <laughs> he gets uh Good. he gets a he gets a pass he gets to come to the the, the second level tryouts yeah ah, okay well when are, when are those? i mean vegas practice <laughs> yeah yeah boom perfect no man ronnie is a, a class act you talk about classy paintball players the dude has work ethic and he's uh he goes above and beyond like we're talking about yeah Daisy's dude. crazy Todd, we, we're going to dive into the Discord questions like we were supposed oh. to a minute ago. But hey, this one has the most votes. Like everybody wants this one asked. And it's from one of the OG goats of the Discord, J Stu704. I mean, you got to give us something. But he says, Todd, drop the full shock roster exclusively on PTG first. Pretty please. 
He All says, that. my man says pretty please. I know. I don't know where he lives, but I don't know if he knows that don't really work. <laughs> I mean, that's nice. It's very, it's a nice way to ask, but. He's yeah, on the no, East I, Coast. He's in like Pennsylvania or something where they're they're just as mad as you guys are. When you're in Florida, you guys aren't mad. You guys are happy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How's you know, the weather been out there in Florida? It's nice. It got cold. So it, it was, was cold. Over so the I weekend. went I went to San Antonio and uh the guys that legacy that all had the big practice up there, it was 40s on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So it was about yeah. even on Sunday. Yeah. And it was, bad. Uh, it was bad for us on Saturday. Saturday was the rough day in San Antonio. It was 29 mm-hmm. and never really moved from 29. Yeah. Oof. It was chill. Yeah. I saw y'all and out there my, with the. I had my owner's box up top for the view and uh, let, let uh, again, like my management staff ran everything. And uh, it was, it was phenomenal. Management yeah. staff. My man's is speaking like these are, this is the Lakers. I love it. So can we, can you get, come on again? It's the most Loved question in the Discord. Can you give us one person? One person. About what? That made the roster. Just one. What question? <laughs> he, he said, drop the full shock roster exclusively on PTG. And then he also said, pretty please. That's but, for the know. show airing next week. Oh, you're going to come back on. Well, I mean, if he wants to know the roster. Okay. okay. Hold on. Right. So we could get the exclusive release. Is that what we're saying here? What's that mean? Exclusive. Oh, come on, big you're, dog. You're a businessman. <laughs> well, it means that we get it first. We don't have to be uh, exclusive, actually. So you could release it anywhere else you'd like, but we get it first. <laughs> that dog side eyes me. Look at it. <laughs> She's, she, <laughs> it's actually a lazy eye. This yeah. poor dog This poor pissed. dog looks in two different directions at all yeah, times. Pissed. No, I she's like that. I don't mind it. She's like, like, she's don't like don't 13. It. Leave her alone, man. Piper's no, I old. like it. I'm down with it. <laughs> I just was saying it was side on me because I wanted that question. <laughs> knows. You've, you've got to see the YouTube because it's too funny. Oh my no, god! This dog's just sitting here like she's just sitting next to me, staring at me, barking like oh, yeah, bark. okay. Oh god, that's no, it's so happy good. Now. It's happy. Now. It's happy. Todd, Todd, you're the man. Oh my god! All right, Wait, uh, so one player we can't get just one. one. Just, drop just one. one. Just one. Nope. He's dude. He's good. I like this. All right, Oz. <sighs> Todd's good. Oz, he is. Osborne for this. <laughs> we got nothing. Osborne for this. Todd, uh, what does Major League Paintball or pro teams need to do to bring in more outside sponsorship, maybe more notoriety, things like that? They they need to get out there and go to work. That's what mm. they need to do. They need to fucking figure it out how, right? You got to get yourself in a position to get in front, get a seat at the table in front of the decision maker. And that's it doesn't matter if it's your local taco shop that you guys go to every Saturday and Sunday after paintball. Hey, can you help us? You know, we're religiously here and, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're a sports team and we've got this kind of viewers and we've got this kind of stuff and it's business. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we can do stuff at our field and try to bring people here. And if you can support us and help us, you know, in any way we can put you on the jerseys. We'll, you know, Hype your uh, yeah. your internet traffic. You know mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta hustle. Yeah, yeah. you gotta hustle. And Absolutely. and no no offense to anyone in paintball. Nobody's fucking hustled. Mm. You know they they have but they haven't. And they there's been opportunities 
and there hasn't. And then let's think, well, why the Dick Clark thing fail? Why this fail? Why that fail? Who's this? Who's that? Who's this? Mm-hmm. A kid from Kentucky moved to Florida, played a game of paintball in 1986. Bar none, hooked for life. Every player that plays it is almost hooked for life, other than when life catches up Mm -hmm. or something impedes or this or that, deviates them from this game. It builds the people you meet, the team bonding, the – you know, these players and these people, anybody can play this, right? Anybody can play golf, they say. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's, again, I, I, in 2002, I believe we won World Cup. I weighed 232 pounds at five foot nine. That's the year I had Tucker was born. So I think that's right. Because when Tucker was born in February 1st of 2002, I was 230, the heaviest I ever weighed in my life. But I got mm-hmm. down like nobody's business because I just, I'm a good shot. Mm-hmm. I kill somebody on the break. I manage to quarterback the team. I find the fucking weakness. I analyze, see where the run through is. And I waddle through and fucking shoot them. <laughs> I've seen it about. with my own two eyes many times, Nothing, you know, and, <laughs> and people always thought that, you know, me shooting from the hip was, you know, some kind of, extra tactic and this that and the other but no i was fucking gun so heavy i put it down here i fucking just learned to shoot good down here <laughs> there i gave away the fucking secret that's the big enough juice for you guys there you go that's the real deal that's that the one right. right there you guys might you guys might get 10 million fucking views tonight <laughs> yeah everyone's tuning in to hear about the roster and we're hearing that the gun's too heavy for you <laughs> how did the hip shooting come about <laughs> Dude, the hip shooting was deadly though. It was deadly. Ryan hip shoots quite a bit now. I bet you could yeah. build I bet well, you could build heavy. the heavy. Yeah. It's, heavy. it's heavy. Ryan's it's old. heavy. It's Ryan's heavy. It's heavy. old. He's got to be a thousand. Look at him. He's so uh, tan. So tan gold. like a raisin. So tan. gold. So tan. <laughs> <laughs> the gold. He is the gold. Uh, March, yeah. I'll bet you could yeah. build the roster. I bet you if you spit out the names, you would. Yeah, you I, I have a good it. idea, but you know, I'm yeah. not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. You know? Oh, I, but I, you uh, actually know. So that's the problem. Well, I, no, I don't actually know. I definitely don't actually know. Oh, yeah, I definitely don't <laughs> yeah. know either. I just, I just know what, uh, what people are saying online, this and that. I might have like a few pieces, but no, mm-hmm. I, I respect Todd. If he doesn't want Absolutely. to, then, uh, then we wait. That's right. And we and wait. I like we've that. Got, we've got more uh, Discord questions. We got Tim, Todd, why did you choose the DSR platform as your team's signature gun uh, as opposed to like the M3 Plus? The DSR well, is nice. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, um, the Aftershock Bazooka wasn't finalized yet. So <laughs> it's almost ready. And, uh, yeah. and the DSR Pluses are legit yeah so the m3 plus is the is the cherry g ride but mm-hmm. well it's, it's good to have you know you gotta have everything rocking. you gotta have everything out there you know like especially yeah. when you have uh a sponsored company taking care of so many teams having different platforms out there is good for the brand you know absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. it was there was some there was some thought that that went into that and uh you know you can catch catch basically uh that that decision and interview is uh, actually dropping at 10 p.m. tonight on Die uh, Die's social media, diepaintball.com, oh, nice. or you know, G 
GI Sports or Hormesis or any of those uh, type of uh, things. There we go. Yeah, and, and young Stevie said he has good taste. That's why. Shout out to young Stevie. Let's go, bud. All right, Rounder wants to know, Todd, being a die team and all, were you shocked to see current Ironman rostered players show up for the tryouts? <laughs> no, I, I wasn't surprised at all to see the array of, of, of very qualified players um, show up to try to jump on uh, this express elevator to uh, the top. I love you know? um, what a fucking answer. You know? Mm-hmm. All right, we got Joe Barrett. Shout out to Joe. Thanks for being in the Discord. My question to Todd, and I was going to ask him in person, but maybe a while. So he's he's wondering, we see you have hired Todd, and that's questionable. You have a certain coaching style, which seems to be very much about constant aggression. Todd has a different style from what he's seen. Will you each have a different role? And I guess that's something that is still up in the air in regards yeah, no, to Yeah, no, I mean, the, the coach is going to coach and I'm going, I'm not going to armchair quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm an owner. I provide, mm-hmm. I have my own personal opinion. Joe knows because Joe played with me here in Florida in a 10 man event with Paxson and we fucking put it to people. And Joe, <laughs> Joe, you got to, Joe, you got to go over there, buddy. Run up there <laughs> over there. Yeah. Yeah. Paxson tell him to go over there. Yeah. Go over there. Aren't they going there? Well, they might be there. So if they're there, then get them <laughs> fall on them or shoot them, you know, yeah. run into them. So no, Joe, I love Joe Barrett. He's good. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I will, uh, the coach that we're going to choose is going to, is going to get the full keys. Mm-hmm. That's the reason he's the coach. Absolutely. Love that. has to be that way. It really does. It's uh, even if both, both ideas and both, you know, ways of, of coaching are correct when there's too many voices, it, it doesn't resonate well. You know, um, having, having one leader is very important in there. Yeah. Um, where was this one that I had? All right. Tim Dildarian, Todd, since you have teams now playing in Europe and USA, how do you feel about limited paint format in the, in the EU? Do you think this is something the U S uh, format should adopt in the future? Marcella, you could attest to that best. So I, I never, when I played in Europe, it was not, it wasn't the four, the four tube deal. And yeah. I think that it is a miraculous, I think it's, I think their concept and their, and their idea of it is badass. So, you know, yeah. you're just not camping. You gotta, you gotta get in the mix, you know, and trust me, I, I'm, I carried, you know, 13 tubes all my yeah. life, right? 15 tubes all my life. And, uh, with four, I'm going to, I'm going to get in the the fight. Totally. Immediately. Yeah. Cause I don't want to fucking be left back there with one tube and, Two or three mm-hmm. little fucking dive bombers coming to get me. <laughs> I fall no, we uh, here at PTG, we we both love the the four pods. It's I feel like it doesn't change the game a whole lot in the sense of like you don't run out of paint. You just get to that point in the game faster where you got to make something happen. It just speeds the whole process up. I love know? it. Yeah, yeah I love it. Or, I, I as, or as Joe Barrett said, my 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 style of play or or planning is always aggressive. And it is, you know. What if you had hashtag to shoot GI, two hashtag GI sports? We attack right away. We don't burn too much paint. <laughs> <laughs> we won or lost very quickly. <laughs> nice. I love it. <clears throat> All right, I got uh, the Dorfster. 
Um, he would like to ask you, what is the biggest catalyst for jumping from helping your wife and daughter with the FEMS to going back in uh-huh. full full speed with everything and uh, revitalizing one of the greatest camps to play the sport? And huge shout out to everything that you're doing in women's paintball as well. Not, you know, in every brand of paintball for the, for the youngsters, you got the shot kids. So you're, you're really doing it all, man. Yeah, we got a full, we got, uh, we, I, I believe we're one of the only ownerships that's got the full set of keys. Yeah. Damn. That's, that's wild. That's a big deal. Right. But, uh, now to answer this question is, um, it's just something, it's a piece that was missing. Right. I'm there and I, I'm totally vested and focused on helping Tammy and, and, and the femme fatales, you know, do the best they can. And, but at the same time, I'm always looking over my shoulder saying, where the fuck is Marcelo and fucking Tyler? And I can hear all those screams late in the day. And, uh, and we also have a 10 man team. So we have a 10 man aftershock. No way. Team at Vegas. At oh, Vegas. Nice. Yes. At Vegas, because there's an ICPL. Yeah. Right? Hell, so, yeah. again, we we're, mm. we got all the keys, right? We're, we don't want to leave those guys out. And they'll play seven and probably the 10-man amateur event there as well during the during the time. So Outstanding. So, so uh, to answer his question, yeah, it's just if I'm there, you know, all I'm in, in it. I'm in yep. it. Yeah, we're, we're in it. We're in it. Mm-hmm. So, and we love oh, yeah. it. That's it. I mean, if you two were here right now, I would take you out back at Tyler's field outside his house right now, and we would play in the dark, and you guys <laughs> would, would probably never even hit me. <laughs> Dude, let's go. <laughs> Damn, he's got his probably. own field. I know. I'm so envious of that. It's crazy. Literally, I, yeah, Tyler's, Tyler's hooked up. Yeah. Man, the uh, the lady and I are looking at, at places, and there's a few houses that we're looking at that have like a decent-sized backyard, and I'm like – Oh my god! I could find. I could put a bunker out there with one target. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. like, please! Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like all I want. It's all I want. Oh my goodness! I, I literally come in. It's time to eat. Yeah, <laughs> I'm eating. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. I mean, I, when we're getting ready for events, I'll drive an hour up to ASG just to literally practice for 45 minutes. Do some drills. Come back. And I'll do it again the next day. You know, just like shoot a case, get certain drills in, come back, process it. You know, and and uh, my goodness, if you can just have that in your backyard, incredible, absolutely yeah, incredible. Yeah. <clears throat> um, okay, this one is from Clint Riddle, and we kind of touched on it, but I this is this makes it really concise, and I appreciate the uh, the thoughtfulness and the question. We're all happy to see AfterShock back in the league. Thank you for that. But I would be remiss if I didn't mention my wariness that AfterShock return might be temporary. Are there any plans in place to sustain the club? How will your iteration of AfterShock differ from previous? So, so aftershock. We're a Chicago-based. Our home field is Badlands. Mm-hmm. Rennick Miller owns the name. I own the 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 pro team. We're we're partners in this, mm-hmm. and we are building an organization. As I've explained, that's going to be something different. We're going to build something that is here for the long haul. Point blank. Yeah, I, I was going to give you some more juice, but then that was just good enough. I like it. Drop the microphone. Oh, we need <laughs> yeah. some juice. We need some juice. Because you keep saying like like different. What does that mean? Different than what? I mean, 
because Dynasty has already done the self-funded route. You know, the 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 you know get do build everything from within, and then there's other teams that have you know uh, like a Bart or a Randy that are willing to fund a team because of their passion, and then you have factory teams like the Ironmen that are supported by a brand that you know it makes sense for them to you know promote their their product. What does different mean? It's a hybrid of of all those all those yeah okay all yeah. Right. yeah all right yeah I guess so it's huh? just going to be it's going to be um you know just an organization that's that's self-funded takes care of its all its guys and everybody is 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 compensated and their jobs and it's business and you know yeah cool on performance base to win mm-hmm. that's it all right, we got Gainer. Like this is one of my last questions, and thank you to everybody, and thank you, Todd, for your time here tonight, brother. Uh, Todd, excited to see Aftershock back on the pro field. He's been seeing a lot of the Aftershock socials getting some good traction. Is that your plan to televise, film, the building of the team, practices to the pro field at NXL and kind of debut that to the world in, in some type of story? Ab- absolutely, but it's just not going to end there. It's yeah. going to lead all the way to World Cup and when we world, win World Cup. Sheesh, That's shit. what it's going to do. Let's go. I can't wait to see this uh, this production. I'm excited. That I'm excited like, too. That sounds amazing. Yeah. That's, that's Imagine amazing. revisiting this end of the season after Shock wins Cup. And we're just blaring the quote, Everybody goes to World Cup to watch Aftershock pound people. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just true again. Oh, Jesus. Dude, <laughs> there's there's quote. something to it, man. Yeah, the confidence is infectious, and, and your players are certainly going to buy into that, which is really important. Mm-hmm. It truly is because you have a winner's mentality. And uh, you don't have to win to learn how to winner's mentality, but you got to be around winners. And that's what happened to me from a young age, being around people like Mike Hinman when I first got on Aftermath, being exposed to the Dynasty guys, and then joining Ironman with you guys. I was just around a ton of winners early on, and it changed the out, out course of my entire career. So, um, yeah, you, you don't have to win yourself to learn how to be a winner, but you need people around you that have done it, that know how to lead the way, that have the experience in it, mm-hmm. and you've certainly got that. You and Todd both. The other Todd, the yeah. coach, <laughs> the the potential coach, <laughs> potential, potential, potential. Coach. <laughs> potential coach. Uh, nice. Well, Todd, thank you so much, man. Really, we truly appreciate you coming on, spending time with us. Uh, this has been an excellent episode. I know everybody's really excited to to listen, and I guess we get the exclusive next week. You know, whether it's with or without you actually being, if you don't want to come on again, you could give us the list. Or if you do want to come on again, even better. Whatever you want, whatever you want, we will, we will, uh, you know, we will work around you, brother. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Dude, he's <laughs> dropping that. He's <laughs> dropping that on AfterShock's Instagram tomorrow. Yeah, T, thank you for everything that you're doing in the game, man. And uh, much love to you and the family. You guys be safe and have a great time training and getting ready for Vegas. And we'll see y'all soon out in the desert. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. I know. Sin Sin City. Just get ready. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) All right. Have a good night, brother. Thanks, guys.
All right, everybody. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to ptgpaintball.com. Click the orange Patreon link in the corner and support the show. We greatly appreciate it. We have tiers as low as $1.99 a month. That is nothing, guys. It'll give you access to the Discord where you get access to the players chat and get to mingle with the entire PTG community. We have tons of different pros in there. Tyler and myself are very active and it's an amazing way to support the show we also have amazing other tiers if you want to be one of the best want to be a goat sign up for the goat tier it's the greatest way to support us and each month we do a private live stream show one-on-one kind of thing to where it's just the goats and tyler myself will bring in some special guests every now and then but you get to ask us questions in real time live on the air and you get lots of inside juicy news that we don't share uh on the show so as always We will see you guys very soon.